Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's some good news for regional Victoria with coronavirus rules easing tonight while thousands of Australians stuck overseas are pleading with the government to bring them home. Live now to our reporters, first to Nathan Templeton in Melbourne. Nathan, the countdown in country Victoria is on. Yes, Nat, uh, from tomorrow they can go out for a drink and a meal because regional Victoria reaches step three in the roadmap, which means they can leave their home uh, for any reason. Gatherings of ten outside and five inside. Beauty salons reopen. Uh, real estate inspections will resume. And very importantly for the economy in those areas, hospitality venues can reopen with uh, guests seated inside and outside. So from tomorrow, regional Victoria will effectively be two steps ahead of the metro region and Melburnians can't go into those country areas because there is still concern about case numbers around the city, particularly the cluster around the city of Casey, which is in the outer southeast of Melbourne. Uh, rapid response teams are being sent there. And meantime, uh, a Melbourne restaurant owner is going all the way to the Supreme Court to challenge Melbourne's controversial curfew rules. Uh, Melissa, uh, sorry, Michelle Luello, uh, who is a member of the Liberal Party, uh, said says that it breaches human rights and it has decimated her Mornington Peninsula cafe. And so her QC has filed papers challenging the curfew in Melbourne. That is one of three lawsuits against the Andrews government over lockdown. Nat. OK, Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. You have exclusive new details on government loans to help those stranded Aussies. Nat, I can reveal that the Department of Foreign Affairs has received 500 applications for emergency financial support from Australians who are stranded overseas. Two weeks ago, the government announced new hardship loans of up to $5,000 interest-free to help certain Australians, if they meet strict criteria, pay for living costs or flights home. But two weeks on, we understand they are yet to issue any of these loans, telling Seven News consideration of hundreds of applications is underway. There there are some 25,000 Australians desperately wanting to return. Only 4,000 are allowed back each week due to limits on, in hotel quarantine. Now, federal Liberal MP Warren Ench is calling for cans to be transformed into a quarantine bubble for returning travellers. Here's what he had to say. At the moment, as a tourism city, we have uh, massive problems here. We're number one in Queensland for job uh, keeper. We're number five in Australia for job keeper because our hospitality industry is pretty much on its knees. Now, the government says it is working constructively with the states to try and boost hotel quarantine capacity to then be able to lift the cap on arrivals and get Australians home faster. Matt. 
Okay, thank you both. A serving member of the Australian Defence Force completing mandatory hotel quarantine in Sydney has been caught breaching COVID rules. The 26-year-old has been fined $1,000 for inviting a female guest into his room. The 53-year-old woman was not in mandatory quarantine and was a guest of the hotel. She's also been fined. It comes as the Premier raises concerns about low levels of COVID testing across the state. Figures have dropped below 10,000 for two days straight, the worst turnout since June. COVID restrictions are set to ease in regional Victoria from midnight tonight. Under the third step, people can leave their home for any reason, gathering groups of 10 outdoors and have up to five visitors over. Beauty salons could also reopen and real estate inspections can resume. Schools will return to on-site learning for Term 4. Community sports will be allowed for kids. Hospitality will open with strict rules in place and weddings can take place with 10 people. It comes after regional Victoria had no new infections. In contrast, Melbourne had 42 cases and remains in lockdown for another six weeks. There are signs of hope though. The 14-day average for cases has dropped to 52.9. And for the first time in more than two months, there have been no reported deaths. Here's that. And for more on this, we're joined by epidemiologist Professor Tony Blakely. Tony, good morning. Welcome. This is great news for morning, regional sir. Victoria. And a lot of uh, people out in the regions have been scratching their heads through this because uh, a lot of places haven't seen a case. Um, is there a glimmer of hope here for Melburnians as well? Yeah, it's going well. The last couple of weeks, uh, last 10 days, have seen the numbers coming down nicely. And what's more is that we've seen the numbers in aged and healthcare come down very well, which was going to be a problem if we hadn't got on top of that. So infection control there's working. We're tracking very well. We should be less than 50 within a couple of days. Uh, going good. OK, how flexible will the Victorian government be here? If Melbourne did get to a daily average of less than 50 cases, say, by this weekend, would the government start to ease those restrictions before September 28? Well, it's not my decision, um, but let's have a look at it. So probably the key deadline is the next one at the end of October or when we get less than five or less than ten cases, whatever the threshold's chosen to be. If we walk out earlier, say this weekend, from our current restrictions, it may push that time out because we will slow down the fall in the virus. So it's a really tricky decision. It would be lovely to get a bit more liberty now, but the big liberties come when we get to five or less cases or the end of October. And it might be better to aim at staying in our lockdown for another two weeks, unfortunately, and then bring that next date forward. That's probably what I would advise, but it's a tough call. Mm. Countries all over the world are living with much higher infection rates than Victoria in mm. England. Um, they are just trying to live with it. They refuse to go, the leaders there refuse to go into another lockdown because they just don't want to destroy their economies. Why is Australia keen to have such low numbers? Well, it's a really interesting cultural difference. In Australasia, we seem to have gone for the very tight suppression or elimination route, possibly egged on by the fact we've been so successful in many of the western and southern states and also in New Zealand. Um, it's a different way. Different countries are doing it differently. France and Spain are doing it their way. The UK is doing it their way. Sweden's doing it their way. We're doing it the low end. Now, the low end has some advantages, is that once you're down there, it's probably just as easy to hold it down there as to hold it up here because you've just got to keep the number 
the multiplicative number the same over time and you do lessen the burden. But different countries are doing things differently. We're going the tight suppression route and it's where we're headed. Okay, it is what it is. Um, Tony Blackley, it's always good to chat. Thank you for your time. Here's Koshi. Now, a trip to Cairns may be off limits for anyone in New South Wales, Victoria or the ACT because of Queensland's tough border closures. But a federal MP wants to turn the tropical city into a quarantine hub to help get Aussies stranded overseas back home in time for Christmas. Warren Inch says a Cairns quarantine bubble would help the region's struggling economy. It's facing 12% unemployment and has the highest number of people receiving JobKeeper support in Queensland. Warren Inge joins me now from Cairns. Uh, Warren Inge, welcome to the program. This is certainly thinking outside the square, which I love. How would this work? Well, mate, I think it's, a, it's injecting a little bit of common into sense. And here I am, I'm standing on the right-hand side. I've got the beautiful reef and the sea. On the left-hand side, I've got the rainforest here at Yorkies Knob. It was 20 degrees last night. It's 21 at the moment. It'll be 27 uh, by the middle of the day. So that's where we're inviting people to come. Now, we've got to understand that at the moment, as a tourism city, we have... Uh, massive problems here. We're number one in Queensland for job uh, keeper. We're number five in Australia for job keeper because our hospitality industry is pretty much on its knees. Now, yeah. since the beginning of this pandemic, we've been dealing with COVID. We've got quite a number of hotels that are still being used as, uh, you know, when required as COVID hotels. We've got about six and a half thousand be uh, rooms in Cairns, in hotels. Many of those hotels, uh, quite a few are shut, uh, have been closed, uh, but many of them are well okay. under capacity. We've got an outstanding staff here, uh, hospitality staff, very, very experienced at giving five us uh, five-star uh, yeah. uh, service. We've got a hospital that has been kicked off, uh, has got, you know, it's, it's world-class and, right. and totally okay. COVID-prepared. We've got nobody so, in it. An international airport, which yep. is one of the best in the regional international Absolutely. In the world. It's a beautiful spot. So, so the problem is we've got overseas visitor numbers capped because other capital cities don't have the hotel rooms to put them in quarantine. You're saying bring all the backlog um, into Cairns, have Anastasia Palaszczuk, I think, would be a big stumbling block with a very tough view on borders. What about the locals? Do the locals support your proposition? Mate, this started with a whole lot of locals coming to me and, and reaching out to me and saying, you know, we've got family overseas, in, in around, you know, an 81-year-old yeah. overseas that can't speak the language, desperate to come home. We've got people staying in New Zealand, right around the world, you know, that need to come home and want to come home to Australia. People needing to go away uh, yeah. to, for, for family reasons but mm -hmm. are not, not game to apply because they can't come back. Yes, there is a lot of... Well, there's a lot of, you know, there is certainly yeah. a, a little As bit I of say. concern but understand, yeah. I've spoken to Peter Dutton about this. Peter Dutton said he would double, double the numbers bringing them back to Australia if the states would allow it. Now, you've only got Brisbane, Sydney and Perth at the moment that are bringing in relatively small numbers. Mm. We got the capacity. We could take a 1,000 people a fortnight or more yep. with the capacity well, that we have. Understand, they get tested before they get on the plane. They get tested when they get off the, the plane. They get tested when they go into quarantine and they have to be negatives before they come out. Yep. So, so, you know, they could be looked after for that period of time. Well, it will get our hospitals some of our hospitality workers going, our airport workers going again instead of being made redundant. And at the end of it, let me tell you, 
if a lot of the Victorians, if they come through this process, would may well decide to extend their stay up here <laughs> well, rather than going home you, until of, it's all sorted out. A lot eh? of AFL footballers and their families want to do that as well. Warren Inch, I love your common sense. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, a Perth couple stranded in Ukraine and thousands of kilometres away from their two young sons are making a desperate plea for help to get home. Candace and Chris Dix had to fly to Kiev in July, but despite booking a return ticket, they haven't been able to get on a flight and it's tearing their family apart. This is the only way five-year-old Bo and two-year-old Arlo can see their mum and dad. We're going to like run to you and then jump and catch you. In July, Candace and Chris flew to Ukraine for the birth of their twin girls to a surrogate. The pandemic has left them stranded as airlines cancelled flight after flight. To see the absolute pain that she's going through and, you know, that she can't come home and, I mean, that the government is not seeing the pain that people are in. It's just heartbreaking. Candace's mum, Shirley, has been left to look after her young grandsons. I miss my mum and dad. Little Arlo is really struggling a lot. I mean, he's only two years old. Um, and he often, if he has the phone ring, he runs over and says, um, you know, mommy, mommy, mommy but it's often not mommy on the phone. Now the pressure is mounting on the Prime Minister to help this family and others stranded overseas. Please, Prime Minister, let mum and dad come home. And Chris and Candace join us now from Kiev in Ukraine. Hi. Um, now, Candace, your mum, Shirley, is looking after your boys back in Perth. Uh, what, what's it like for your family at the moment, having to talk to the kids on the phone? Oh, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's just been so long. We've been here almost three months now. Um, it just goes on and on. You know, just looking at my gorgeous boys there, looking at my amazing mum, and we can't be there. It's just heartbreaking. And this is really precious time for us. You know, our girls are now almost seven weeks. Um, you know, this is precious family time. We'll never get back. Yeah. And it's happening, Chris, to families all around the country like this, isn't it? We contacted the Prime Minister's team. He says this will be discussed on Friday at National Cabinet. But the, the problem is it's the states and territories. It's, it's McGowan in WA, it's Palaszczuk in Queensland who have put a cap on how many Aussies can return home each week. Currently it's just 4,000. Um, what would you like to say to, first of all, Jerome Premier and all the Premiers to say, let us back in? Yeah, look, there's a lot of confusion. I guess that's what we've seen. So I guess our key message is pretty much Scott Morrison and and the state Premiers. Yeah. We need you guys to work together. Um, band together now. Let's create some immediate actions and get, get us Australians mm. home. I mean, this is not about politics. This is about doing what's right. Yep. And we just 
you know, us Australians need to get home now. Yeah, how right. much how much longer can you stay in Ukraine? What and, and is there any light at the end of the tunnel as far as flights being put on, commercial flights being put on to try and get you home? Oh, you know, the, the sad thing is, is that there's commercial flights every day. You know, mm. we could get out tomorrow. The flight that we had booked and paid for, we got bumped off because of the flight caps. Yeah. You know, and that's torn our family apart, you know. Um, it's it's the, the fact that there are flights every day that are about 10% mm. full. We could go into Perth any day of the week. Um, you know, that's the hardest thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and just not knowing when I can, you know, hold my boys again, you know, that scares me to the core. Because even though we've got a flight booked, there's a lot of people getting bumped and we've already been bumped. Yeah. So that can happen again. And there's only, they're only allowing 30 on a plane. They're giving preference to business and first class passengers. So... All the expensive seats are the only ones that get mm. going. Wish them well. Mm, we sure do.